And welcome to Technology Tap. I'm Professor J. Rod. In this episode, we're going to discuss the new Security Plus exam. That's right, you heard me. The new Security Plus exam. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, how are how are we? We're getting close to the holidays, right? So happy Thanksgiving, everyone in the U.S. and Canada. Oh, does Canada separate? Nope, I think it was last month. Anyway, welcome to Technology Tap. I'm Professor J. Rod. For those of you who don't know me, I am a college professor in the New York area, and I do these podcasts. You know, I try to do two a month, and it's all based. Most of it is based on CompTIA and technology at large, uh, and is Professor J-Rod, J-R-O-D, like a baseball player, A-Rod, except there's a J instead. All right, welcome, and on this week's edition, we're going to talk about the new Security Plus. Can you imagine that, right? I think I did a recording on when it went from 5 to 6, and now it is going to 6 from 601, to 701. Now, those of you who are probably studying for the 601, you're probably in panic mode saying, oh my God, I missed my window. Fear not. CompTIA does let uh, give out both tests parallel. So you have until July 31st of next year of 2024 to take the 601 exam. That's the good thing about CompTIA. They run it parallel because, you know, you just, the exam just came out, right? And you know, you 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 just you know you're still studying for it. So, but that puts pressure on you, which is a good thing, to get the exam done by July 31st of next year. So, those of you interested, we could always do question answer sessions, right? If you want on Technology Tap, you just gotta let me know. Email me at Professor J Rod. That's Professor J R O D at gmail.com, and we can work something out. Uh, always love to interact with my fans and always, always, always looking forward to you passing your CompTIA exams. Anyway, any, any of them. So one of the big things about this CompTIA one and that I saw doing some research is CompTIA initially did not, even though they released some objectives, they didn't do the score. They didn't give a score. So that speculated some people to believe that it was going to be like the CompTIA CASP exam, the CASP, which if you didn't know, and I didn't know until recently, is pass-fail, right? So a lot of people thought that maybe this exam was going to be pass-fail, but they they did release the score. And it's the same. It's 750 out of 900 in order to pass this exam. So um, at least they did that. they didn't change that, but they they do say that they have 
done a significant amount of change in this new one. They're saying that they, the number of exam domains has come down. You know, uh, actually, let me rephrase that. The number of domains have remained the same, but it's fewer objectives from 28. It's 28 objectives. It used to be 35 on the 601. And it's due to being more focused job role in a maturing industry. Several of the exam domains and exam objectives were reordered and renamed to address instructional design improvements. Plus, CompTIA is constantly reviewing exam content and updating questions to ensure relevance and exam integrity. So they've changed it. You know, that's a seven domains is is uh, it's pretty significant. And about twenty percent of the exam objectives were updated to include current trends. The latest trends in threats, attacks, vulnerabilities, automation, zero trust, which is fairly new, risk, and Internet of Things, OT and cloud environments are emphasized, as well as communication, reporting, and teamwork. Collaboration is key. That's what I always say in my classrooms. My students are probably tired of hearing me saying that, but I always say collaboration is key in IT, right? Because in the overall scheme of things, right, when you break it down to it's essential, IT is really in the communication business and you have to learn how to communicate with your team. Hybrid environments, the latest techniques for cybersecurity professionals working in hybrid environments that are located in the cloud or on-premise, cybersecurity professionals should be familiar with both worlds. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, domains that they have here. So this compared to the 601, the 601 had uh, attacks and threats and vulnerabilities, which was 24% of the exam. Architecture and design, 21%. Implementation, 25%. Operations and incident response, 16%. And governance, risk, and compliance was at 14%. So this is the new exam. The 701. It is the general security concepts is 12%. Threats, vulnerabilities, and mitigation is 22%. Security architecture is 18%. Look like that went down. Security operations is at 28%. That looks like it went up from uh, what is it? Security operations, so operation and incident response, so up from 16%. And security program management and oversight, it's 20%. Looks like that's a, one of the newer concepts that they have, or they might have merged some domains here. So let's take a look at some of the objectives here from uh, CompTIA. It's very interesting every time they come out with a new exam and the new things that they do, people freak out. I know it's it's... I find that it to be a little bit funny. All right, so general security concepts, right? Uh, categories, tech, uh, you know, technical, managerial operations. Still have that control types, right? They still have that. Uh, summarize fundamental security concepts. Again, CIA still there. AAA is still there. Zero trust they implemented. Uh, let's see. Explain the importance of change management process, right? Change management is. Uh, last five, ten years. Explain the importance of using appropriate cryptographic solutions, right? Public keys, structure, encryption, still asymmetric, symmetric tools. Again, uh, tokenization, data masking, hashing, salting, digital signatures, still in there, all still in there. Threats, vulnerabilities, and mitigation. They, they, thought about, they talk about threat actors, attributes, the, their motivation, common threat attacks, and attack services. They have message base. Uh, 
emails, uh, SMS, and instant message, image base, voice call, removable devices. Talk about unsecured network, both wired and wireless and Bluetooth, open service fault supply chain. They talk about, again, the my best topic, social engineering, phishing, vishing, smishing, misinformation, impersonation, business, email, compromise, pretext, water on hill, typo squatting. I actually heard of a new, uh, it said phishing, vishing, smishing. Smishing is fairly new, and there was another one. I forgot uh, if I remember. I'll post it, but I know there's another one. It's a newer one nowadays. Uh, explanation, explain various type of vulnerabilities that talk about buffer overflow, race conditions, operating system-based, web-based, hardware-based, virtualization. Again, supply, train, uh, supply chain, mobile devices like siloading and jailbreaking. They talk about giving a scenario, analyze indicators of malicious activity, Malwares, physical attacks, network attacks, application attacks, cryptographic attacks, password, spraying attacks. That's a new one. Uh, indicators, account lockout, block content, impossible travel. That sounds like it's new. So a lot of new stuff here um, from the other as compared to the other exam. Like you may know it, but they're just putting it on the exam now. Uh, explain the purpose of mitigation techniques used to secure the enterprise. Again, least privilege is still there. Application allow list, isolation patching, segmentation, decommissioning. That's new, right? What are you going to do with the products that are, you already have been using and you kind of want to get rid of them because they're old, right? Uh, number three, security architecture. Compare and contrast security implications of different architect models. Dev, architecture and infrastructure concept, cloud, serverless right uh they have cloud responsible matrix hybrid consideration third party infrastructure as a code serverless microservice network infrastructure uh on-premise centralized versus decentralized containerization virtualization internet of things embedded system real-time operating system uh considerations availability cost responsiveness patch available inability to patch power and compute all right, next one. Given a scenario, apply security principles to secure enterprise infrastructures. They talk about infrastructure considerations, device placement, security zones, attack surface, failure mods, network compliance, IPS, IDS, still in there. Secure communication access, VPN, remote access tunneling, All right, still in there. Compare and contrast concepts to strategies to protect data. Data types, regulated trade secrets, intellectual properties, data classification, they still have general data considerations, right? Data at rest, in transit and use. Methods to secure data, geographic restrictions, encryption, hashing, all that's still there. Ex uh, let's see, explain the importance of resiliency and recovery and security architecture, high availability, platform diversity, right? Don't use the same company for everything. Multi-cloud system. Right, uh, testing, tabletop exercise, failover simulations, parallel process, right, still there. You know, if you're taking, you know, power generate generators, UPS, you know, a lot of, again, I, listen, uh, let me pause this while we will go over two more. Uh, one of the things I like to say is with Security Plus, um, and, and I might get people who say, hey, professor, you're, you're out of your mind. But I I think in a lot of cases, 
the Security Plus is a little bit easier than Network Plus. Now, tell me if you're wrong. I, I've I've had both, and I I found the Security Plus, even though the topic is harder, I think the exam is easier because it's more of knowing what they're asking, right? So it's if you study terms and definitions and what they do, you should be able to pass this exam. Where Network Plus, it's you know because of I guess subnetting and binary that's in there. And IP addressing, it's a little bit. I find it's a little bit more difficult. Though subnetting was really difficult for me in the beginning. I, it's now, of course, easy because I've been teaching this for years, and the method that I learned subnetting is 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 fabulous. Um, uh, I feel that network was a little bit harder than Security Plus. Though I did have to, I felt like I had to study more for Security Plus. I don't know. That's weird. But let me know if you if you if you agree or disagree. Email me, Professor J J R O D at gmail dot com. I want to know what you think. You, did you think that network, those of you who have both? Do you think network and security plus were harder? I should do poll, right? That would be a good idea. Do a poll question. And of course, a lot of this stuff scaffolds, right? Like the 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 biggest mistake that I made uh, that I see. In, in people who want to change their careers, and I'm all for it. Believe me, guys. You'll never get a bigger fan than me as far as you want to change your career to IT, regardless of what you were doing prior, right? Because I'm, I believe that this is a field that has plenty of opportunities, well, plenty of opportunity for employment, plenty of opportunities for advancement, and plenty of opportunities to make money. But I find it interesting that people want to jump right away to Security Plus. I know that's the one that the that a lot of people really really want, especially the government. But I find that if you this is this is not easy, right? So if you you know, it, I almost say, tell my students, you know, it's like jumping in front of the line, right? You want to jump ahead in front of the line because you want to be able to say to yourself, hey, this this one is going to make me more money. And yes, it's true, you might get hired for a job making more money because you have the Security Plus. And a lot of people like to uh, hire people, what I call tabarosa, like clean slate, like didn't work anywhere, you know, don't have any other company's bad habits. They take you and they teach you from the ground up their way. And with Security Plus, you have the ability to do that. And that's why it's a it's a good one to have. But I've, you know, since a lot of this stuff scaffolds, right? Using my education background, and and what I mean by scaffold is if you take A plus and you take Network plus and you take Security plus, you're gonna see a lot of things that are the same. So by the time you get to Security plus, there's a lot of things that you already know, right? And if you're taking one of these boot camp classes that are very very popular. In this country, you and they don't have time to explain to you a lot of this stuff, right? There's an assumption that you already know this stuff, and they won't go over the little stuff, right? That you supposedly learned in order to take up a Security Plus exam. Even CompTIA says you have to have two years of experience in the field before you take this exam. That's what that's what they expect. Right, they expect you to have two years of experience in this in this field before before you uh, you be able to take it. So 
I don't know. It's up to you. If you feel like this is this is something that you should be doing, um, it's up to you. I I don't. You know, if you want to jump straight to Security Plus, I don't really recommend it. I recommend that you take go through the natural A plus network plus, and then go to Security Plus, and not jump in straight to Security Plus because you might find it very difficult. You might find it very difficult. So. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, continue. We got security operations. Given a scenario, apply common security techniques to computing resources. They talk about security baseline, hardening targets, right? Mobile device, workstation switches, routers, right? How do we do that? Update, right? Wireless devices, installation considerations, site surveys, heat map, mobile solutions, MDM, right? Use Jam. Right. If you're using Apple products, deployment model, bring your own device, which I absolutely hate. Bless you people who tolerate that. Uh, wireless security uh, settings. They talk about WPA3 now. Right. Uh, AAA again. Radius, cryptology, cryptographic protocols, authentication protocols. So uh, explain the security implications of proper hardware, software, and data uh, asset management. So they talk about acquisition, monitoring, asset tracking, inventory, disposal, the commissioning, sanitation, destruction, certification, data retention if you need it. Uh, explain various activities associated with vulnerability management, identification methods, application security. They talk about analysis, vulnerability response, and remediation. Patching, insurance, segmentation, compensating control. They talk about validation of remediation, rescanning, auditing, verification. Explain uh, security alerting and monitoring concept and tools. Right, they talk about monitoring computer resources, activities, tools, right, security concept automation, benchmark agents, antivirus, DLPs. They talk about that. Uh, given a scenario, modify enterprise capabilities to enhance security, firewall, IDS, IPS, right, opening operating system security, group policy, SEL, SE Linux, DNS filtering, email uh, security. Given a scenario, implement and maintain identity and access management, provisioning the provisioning of user accounts, permission assignment and implement uh, uh, permission assignments and implications, identity proofing, single sign-on, which is very popular now, access control, multi-factor authentication, very popular now, and you, and especially with your phone. You know, you can't you can't be without your phone nowadays. Explain the importance of automation and orchestration related to security operations. That's a new domain. Use case of automation and scripting, the benefits and other considerations. Explain appropriate incident response activities, your processes, training, testing, root cause analysis, digital forensics. Given a scenario, use data sources to support an investigation, log data. Firewalls, logs, your logs, right? Uh, data resources, data sources, vulnerability scans, automation reports, etc. Uh, security program and oversights is the last domain. Summarize elements of effective security governance. 
your guidelines, your policies, your standards with password access control, your procedures of change management, onboarding and offboarding, playbooks, that's new, external considerations, regulatory, legal, industry, local, regional, national, global, that's new, roles and responsibilities for system and data, Explain and that I think that's that's expanded. They had it on the last exam a little bit, but I think that has may have expanded. Explain the risk, the the elements of risk management process, risk identification, risk assessments, right? Ad hoc recurring one time or continuous risk analysis, still there. Right? Your exposure factor, yes, uh, single loss expectancy, all that. Risk registers, risk tolerance, risk appetite, still there. That hasn't changed, right? Business impact analysis, your recovery time objective, your recovery point objective, still in there. Mean time to repair hasn't changed. Explain the process associated with third-party risk assessment and management, uh, vendor assessment, vendor selection, due diligence, conflict of interest. That's new, right? Agreement types, that has stays the same. Uh, vendor monitoring, questionnaires, rules of engagement, that's new, right? They have the, oh, this right, this vendor assessment, uh, right to audit clause, evidence of internal audits, that's new. All right, good stuff here. Summarize uh, elements of effective security compliance, your compliance reporting, consequences of non-compliance, compliance monitoring, privacy. Some of this stuff is new, guys. Look at that. Uh, next, 5.5, explain the types and purpose of audits and assessments, internal, external, penetration testing. That's still in there, right? Given in a scenario, implement security practice, your phishing, uh, behavior recognition, risky, unexpected, unintentional, user guidance and training. And other that, you have policy handbook, situational awareness, insider threat, Password management, removal media and cables, social engineering, uh, reporting and monitoring, initial, initial and recurring, development and execution. So it looks like, and all this I got from the CompTIA objectives. It's a PDF that they that they give you uh, that you can get. You can find this online. Uh, they have a hardware and software list now. This is new. Uh, for the Security Plus, CompTIA has included this sample list of hardware and software to assist candidates as they prepare for the Security Plus 701 exam. This list may be helpful helpful for training companies that wish to create a lab component for their training offering. The, all right, so they have equipment. They have a list of equipment, tablet, laptop, web server, firewall, router, switch, IDS, IPS, wireless access point, virtual machines. Wow, uh, spare hardware, NIC, power supplies, managed switch tools, Wi-Fi analyzer, network mapper, NetFlow analyzer, software, Windows, Linux, Kali Linux, packet capture software, pen testing software, and others. It's, they have a lot more than, you know, that I just mentioned. Key loggers, DHCP service, DNS service, sample code, and then others, access to cloud environment, Sample network documentation and diagram and sample locks that you can use for your, you know, to practice. This is a this is a good idea. I may be wrong, but I think that's the first time. I got to look at the other ones, but I think this might be the first time that I see CompTIA 
uh, do that. But uh, as you can see, and then they have, of course, their acronym list, which is always helpful for people who need a little bit reminder of what the acronyms are. It's uh, a couple of pages here. Don't see anything new that pops off, um, but I'm sure they will be. It's just too, just too long to to go through. Anyway, uh, yeah. Good luck to anybody who wants to take this new exam. Uh, again, it, it came out November seventh, and again, you could still take the six hundred one and the seven hundred one. They're running parallel. They will run parallel until July thirty first of next year. So if you're studying for your six hundred one now. You're on the clock, ladies and gentlemen, literally. You're on the clock uh, and, uh, you know, start doing it. You know, don't, don't, uh, you know, those of you who've taken classes or taken a boot camp course or a class, you know, now is the time to, to start, you know, start studying and start planning a date where you could take the, ex the exam. And that's the key, right? You should go to Pearson View and schedule a day that you want to take the exam, right? That way you already have that mind frame set, right? Oh, I'm going to take the exam, you know, February 15th, right? And then you could always move the date, right? I think it's 24 hours in advance if you're not comfortable or you're not ready. But the important thing is setting a date, right? And you can still take the 601, and, you know, you don't have to worry. And it's still going to be valid, right? Nobody really asks you. I think the only people who really care about what exams that you that you have for Security Plus is really like trainers, right? If you're training for this, if, if they're hiring you as a trainer to teach Security Plus, a lot of companies want you to have the newest exam. Some, they don't, they don't care, but a lot of them do. So if, you, if you're taking... If you're teaching this, you might have to take this exam. But most people don't, you know, most companies don't care. Security Plus is, is Security Plus. So they, they, they're going to end up training you anyway. So, um, you know, if you can take the, the first one, the 601, if that's the one that you're going to take, no harm, no foul. No one's going to tell you like, oh, I'm not going to hire you because you don't have the 701. That's not going to happen. They're still going to hire you because they, it's still valid. So again, other than me, no one's gonna ask you how you, what was your score. So uh, there's that. All right, so that's gonna put a bow on on this episode today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. Spend some time with your family. Eat a lot of turkey. And we'll see you next time. This has been our Little Cha Cha Productions. Art by Sarah, music by Joe Kim. If you want to reach me, you can email me at Professor J Rod. That's J R O D at gmail.com. Also on Instagram at Professor J Rod. Thank you.